are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on this Friday edition of the show. It's episode four of five this week. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to LOE on any podcast platform, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We are available five times a week talking about our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Gino, what's up, brother? Good to talk to you again. Uh, and Let's uh, talk some birds today. Yeah, I know it's good to have you back. I'm yes, sure sir. everybody missed you on the show, and now we're uh, we got the tandem going back to the back to yes. normal. So we got the duo. Let's back. talk we birds as always, man. Yep, we are deep into February now. We've got next week March coming up, free agency soon. A lot of draft talk as the Eagles pick sixth overall in April. So we're getting to it, Gino. There's a lot of activity. Obviously, you got into this week Deshaun Jackson getting cut, Alshon Jeffrey getting cut. Other veterans are going to be on the move soon. Zach Ertz, Malik Jackson. There is a lot of moving parts, man. So, you know, a lot of it was speculation season for a while, really waiting for that last, you know, domino to fall to really kickstart 2021 with the Carson Wentz trade. And now that that's over, you're going to see things really progress, I would say, pretty quickly now here, rolling throughout the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the start of the new league years within the next three weeks here. Free agency officially opens up the 18th of March. So the tampering period is around 14th, 15th of March, if I'm not mistaken. So things will get going quickly, especially with a lot of these roster bonuses that are paid out in March. You're going to see a lot of these guys make a decision and quickly. And I went through that on the show the other day, and you're going to see a lot of positions have young guys that are just guys. You're not going to have a lot of that top end talent you had before. So now you have to address your whole personnel department and get ready to build that next core out for this team, the, the new Seriani core for this roster. And a lot of it has to do with breaking down your old core, which they're mm-hmm. finally doing, which is sad to say because a lot of these Super Bowl heroes are out the door. Yeah, but that was four years ago. It's time to move forward. Yeah, 100%, man. And uh, it's definitely a new era of Eagles football. And um, that really has been coming to the forefront the last couple weeks. So the Carson Wentz era is officially over now. And look, it didn't work out for a lot of reasons. We could write a book on every which way this thing, you know, kind of went the way it did. Uh, But at the end of the day, Carson Wentz in 2020 was a player that really nobody wanted on the field. He was a broken player. And so regardless of why that happened, that was the case and he had to move on. And Gino, I've noticed because this offseason, the theme is about quarterback with Jalen Hurts and the unknown of what you have still in him as a player and the tough decision you have to make between that investment you made last year in the second round with Jalen and some of the positives and the pros and cons he showed the roller coaster of a four game sample size in 2020. And then you also look at the position you're in in the 2021 NFL draft. You're picking sixth overall, right? And you have an opportunity with more draft picks from the Carson Wentz trade to maybe even move up. You don't have to make the leapfrog moves that you did in 2016 to get I would say three really intriguing prospects with some crazy upside when it comes to arm talent. Zach Wilson of BYU, Justin Fields of Ohio State. You went with a quarterback on mock draft Monday, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. And so 
that is the theme here we're talking about. And I've kind of noticed, though, on Eagles Twitter and people responding to our shows, when we talk about the quarterback position, I think, I think it's because of what happened with Wentz and the way it just tanked in 2020. Gino, I think, and I don't know if you agree with me, I think a lot of people are scared of going back into the quarterback pool because of what happened. And I think it's going to be this way for a while. You can already see the hesitation people have when they think about trying again with another first-round rookie. I think the reason, and again, this isn't for everybody. I kind of talked about this yesterday. I think some people are talking themselves into Jalen Hurts for multiple motivations, but I think one is they feel safe with that, and they don't want to feel spurned again by going all-in on a player, right, like Carson Wentz, that you invest you know, a bunch of picks in to move up for, and then you pay him this giant contract, and you're spending first and second round picks on him to get him running backs and receivers Mm -hmm. and tight ends and offensive linemen. It's a crazy huge investment, right, to find that franchise quarterback. You build everything around him. So then when something like Carson Wentz, it doesn't work out with him, you definitely feel spurned. And so I think there's a lot of hesitation right now. People, I think, are scared to take that risk again. And I think that's why maybe some people are hesitant to take a guy in the first round and run it back with Jalen in 2021. Yeah, there's a few things that I've seen, and people have been making arguments that you saw enough out of Jalen in those last four games to be comfortable with him, which is an outright lie. And at yeah. the same time, there are people that saying that there's no chance that Jalen Hurts could be the guy. And we also have to wrong. Find the tr- also yeah. wrong. We have to find the truth somewhere in the middle. You're in a yep. situation where your evaluation of a second-round quarterback who you never picked to be the guy is still in evaluation. But the thing is, just because you have a guy that you want to evaluate doesn't mean that if you believe that one of those three individuals we talked about, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, that if they come up and you want to draft one of those guys, you 100% make that selection every single day of the week because the quarterback is the most important position in football. And there's a reason Jalen Hurts lasted 53 picks and we are discussing taking a quarterback in the top six because Mm -hmm. those guys clearly have more talent and more, I would say, a higher ceiling than Jalen Hurts ever had. But at the same time, if you believe that Jalen is the guy, you draft around him and you, you continue to put weapons around him. And if it doesn't work, you look to 2022, which is an option that I would love to look at because that quarterback class is absolutely bonkers. But at the same time, if Trey Lance is your guy, and you identify him as your guy, you make that selection. Yep. And if you want to see Jalen Hurts take the reins in 21, let Lance sit and learn a little bit, I'm fine with that too because you will still be able to continue to see that evaluation process for Jalen Hurts. But at the same time, you've already addressed your biggest need on any football team, and that's finding a new quarterback. Yeah, look, Gino, it's high risk, high reward. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you go for a franchise quarterback, when you don't want to settle for an okay quarterback, when in 2016 you decide after handing a contract extension to Sam Bradford and a sizable deal to Chase Daniel, when you decide that that's not enough and we're still going to give up all these picks for Carson Wentz, yeah, it could turn out the way it did right now where you invested so many draft picks in him to get him and to surround him with talent and the money you invested in his contract, if it doesn't work out, you're really put in a hole. But I'll tell you what, again, though, I don't want to be complacent at this position. Mm -hmm. I'm going for broke. I'm going for it all. And if I fall flat on my face, then I'm getting back up and I'm trying again. And I think some people don't want to do that because they see all the resources you put in. And when it doesn't work, you're like, well, what the hell was the point of that? We're not going to do that again. But to me, you just, you have to keep trying. And for me, Carson Wentz through, I know, I know Gino, it only lasted five years, but Carson Wentz isn't the reason 
he wouldn't be why I'm discouraged to take a quarterback. If anything, I see what happened and I'm going to be encouraged to try again because it was working with Carson until you, the Eagles organization, kept making crucial mistakes. And, you know, there were uncontrollable circumstances as well that came up. Foles winning the Super Bowl obviously damaged Wentz's psyche. The back injury in 2018 as well, the concussion in 2019. Some things were out of your control, but I don't know, man. I don't know if you agree, but I think Carson should encourage us to try again, if anything. I don't think it's the opposite. Wentz makes me, because I saw the upside in when that investment pays off, you win a championship. You look at the selection of Carson Wentz, and he was really the first guy that kind of, at the beginning of draft cycles, was picked in day two, second, third round type Mm -hmm. category, much like a guy like Josh Allen was when he was selected because he was more of a traitsy quarterback. And we talk about the idea of drafting for traits. Carson Wentz was just that. Even though he was a polished player at the FCS level, you you never knew what he could do against the top talent. And that's the same thing with Trey Lance. And that's why I would be okay with that selection as well. And the whole Josh Allen scenario has really made me rethink how I look at quarterbacks. And the thing is, There are quarterbacks at the top of every draft every single year. So if it doesn't work out, your team ends up stinking and crap in the bed next year or even the year after that. Yeah, you're going to be in a situation to go and draft another quarterback. And the thing is, you have to keep taking chances at this position because it's not one that has many top guys. And you have seen teams in the quarterback purgatory for years Trying guys like Tyrod Taylor, trying guys, I mean, you could go, there's a whole list of bridge quarterbacks, Alex Smith for sorts as well. You have to take a chance and go for the upper echelon, and even though it is a risk, it's a risk that you have to be willing to take. Yeah, because if not, man, you're always in purgatory, right? I mean, I would rather be in purgatory Mm -hmm. because I keep failing, but I'm going to keep trying. I would rather keep swinging and missing and being mm-hmm. with the Denver Broncos yeah. and finding a guy like Alex Smith and keep winning 10 games. But I know I have no chance of winning a title. I don't want that. That is the definition of purgatory. Yeah. It's almost like a, a home run hitter. Like he's going to strike out a bunch of times, sure. but he makes his impact when he hits the ball. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. If you hit a quarterback and you get a top 10 guy, you're hitting a grand slam. I mean, that's as as well as you can do. But if not, you strike out, you figure out what you did wrong, and you go back to the drawing board. And this isn't the first time that we've been here, Lou. I mean, after Donovan McNabb, we went through a Kevin Cobb experiment. We went through a Michael Vick experiment. We went through two Nick Foles experiments. We went through a Sam Bradford experiment. And Gino, how many playoff wins came out of all of that? Zero. Exactly. So you got that was quarterback purgatory because you never tried the way it takes to get quarterbacks. You never went for it in the first round. Exactly. And you have to. And you said like the Denver Broncos. I wouldn't want to be like Denver taking guys in the second round. Address your guy. And if he's not your guy, you move on to next year's class. Like you don't just sit there and take Drew Locke just because you think he's going to be an option. You pick your guy in the top five, six picks of the draft. And that's why teams put such a high premium on uh, trading up. And you'll see teams like the Chicago Bears who traded in front of themselves to draft Mitch Trubisky. 
So if you don't like one of these guys, you're in a good situation to trade back. But at the same time, picking in the top six, when there are four quarterbacks that should be picked in the top 10, Mm -hmm. you have pretty good odds to find a guy if you address that he is one. Don't just take one because you believe that he could be, but you don't have a plan. If you have a plan with this guy, absolutely go forward and take that selection. Today's edition of Locked On Eagles, guys, is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKDOWN to receive 50% off on a welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri getting into a discussion I'm really enjoying right now about the quarterback position and really quarterback philosophy and why I think some people are really into Jalen Hurts because they feel safe with that pick and they don't want to go all in on investing everything around one player again like they did with Carson Wentz, only for it to not work out. But I think, and Gino as well agrees, when you look at what we talked about in segment one, when you look at what teams succeed over a long stretch of time when they sustain success and the window is open for a long time. And you look at how the Eagles have succeeded from 2016 to 2020. It's because they finally decided to keep going for that quarterback. They didn't know when to stop. They had a great one, Gino, and they kept taking quarterbacks. And that's kind of what I think hurt them a little bit. But, you know, you you mentioned it was a great point. You talked about after McNabb, right? They tried with Kevin Cobb, a second-round pick. Michael Vick, a veteran player they got coming out of prison. And then you look at, you know, Nick Foles, a third round draft pick, Sam Bradford, who you traded, he was a, you know, kind of a buy low player coming from St. Louis. They tried all this, these other strategies at quarterback, instead of just going for the guy in the first round and they had zero playoff wins to show for it. What turned the tide with Philadelphia? What got them a championship? It was the Carson Wentz pick. That was when they decided they were done just going for the bridge quarterback. And so you can't be scared to go for it again just because it didn't work out with Wentz. And I, I, again, I would disagree that it didn't even work out. I thought it did work out until they kind of killed their chances. Um, Gino, let's get into now like the actual qualities of Carson Wentz. I think the you know his pick in general represents why we should keep trying at quarterback. But I want to talk about his specific qualities. Like for Carson, let's start here in segment two with the positives. Like Carson Wentz's game, what are things about Wentz that you want in the next quarterback, because I think there's a lot of things that we saw with Carson that we still like about the that style of player. Yeah, so I, I when I look at evaluation, I kind of take two different scopes at it, and I look at like the floor being like a Sam Bradford type of guy, somebody that isn't tough in the pocket, doesn't command the huddle, pushes the ball short of the sticks on third down, somebody that isn't willing to air it out. And then I look at the opposite end of it, and you look at this modern-day quarterback, the Pat Mahomes, the the Carson Wentz of 2017, the Josh Allens now. You have a quarterback who 100% is the leader of that team. The team loves him. They will fight to the death for that guy. Mm -hmm. He's tough in the pocket isn't willing to give up on any play, is willing to push the ball down the pocket or down the field 
and somebody who has that arm talent. And I believe Carson had all of those, and exactly what I'm talking about with seeing tough in the pocket, those Houdini-esque plays yep. where you saw from Carson where the play's over, everybody's given up besides the quarterback. And you're going to need that in the next guy. You don't want just a guy who's in the backfield and they see the pocket collapsing and they just go down like Sam Bradford did. You know, you, you want a guy who, if you've watched Trey Lance's tape, his athleticism is bananas and he could get out of a lot of those situations. Oh, yeah. Same with Justin Field. Same with Zach Wilson, who's not as good of an athlete, but he's just a psychopath. Like he is literally <laughs> yeah. the craziest man on the field in good standing. He has he like Mahomes creativity, man. Like when it comes to For like sure. throws sure. and just making up on the run. Right? Like, not the talent. I mean, I'm not going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but he's got that creativity where you're like, wow, what was he even thinking there? How did he pull that off? Same for, I, I would say, all of these guys, too. And and when we say, like, the Pat Mahomes, we're not comparing them to no. one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. It's the traits. You want to right. take their traits. Like, you'll see those things on Twitter where it's like, oh, how would you create your favorite quarterback? It'd be Peyton Manning's mental processing. It would be Pat Mahomes' arms. It would be uh, Cam Newton's legs. And, sure. and that's what we're trying to build here. And when I look at all these guys... Trey Lance, for example, this kid's nearly six foot four. Mm-hmm. He's got gigantic tree trunk legs. He's got unbelievable art talent. He's got the smarts for days. I mean, throwing 42 touchdowns and zero interceptions, you have to be a smart player to not throw one interception in yeah. that whole period. He's a player that commands the pockets. He was a winner, and and that goes for Zach Wilson. That goes for Justin Fields. But it doesn't go for a lot of these guys that we've seen in Philadelphia since 2010. And that's the opposite of where we want to go with that. And we really saw the the rebirth of the quarterback position with Carson Wentz. And even when Nick Foles came in, he had a lot of those same mentalities in his backup role when he came in in 17 and 18. And that's exactly what you want to do. But the last thing that you have to have is cohesion between your quarterback and your head coach. Mm -hmm. And that's where we kind of went astray last season, and we need to get back to that. Yeah, great point. I think, yeah, you nailed everything there. He's the style of quarterback that we love, and it's why I love this prospect pool. Because Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, their ability to work outside of structure and just create things for others is so huge. Because, yeah, you're going to have eras, you're going to have years where... In like 2017, everything was working around Carson Wentz when it comes to the roster. But then there's going to be times like 2019 where it's like, hey, man, you're the quarterback. We've got nothing else working. We need you to just carry us. And that mm-hmm. is what I loved about Wentz is he had those special physical gifts that Sam Bradford never had, that even Nick Foles didn't have. Even Nick Foles, as good as he was, even in 2017, things around that style of player have to be working, right? Mm-hmm. You see, that's why the Rams gave up on Jared Goff, because it's like, yes. you know, even when we had everything working, we were still capped. There was still a ceiling that we could not get to. And so, yeah, maybe the floor is a little bit lower for a player like Carson Wentz or for a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields compared to that of a Jared Goff, who's a little bit safer of a prospect in the draft. But you know what? I want that upside again because I just I like the higher reward. I'm willing to take the higher risk for the higher reward. And it's just all those gifts I want, the size, the elite arm strength. I mean, some of the ball placement, some of the throws Carson Wentz made were generational, especially off platform. You got the mobility. The ability, like I'm saying, to elevate talent around him and make plays outside of structure, even when it feels all hope is lost, that's what I want. And it wasn't just that, though, man. Like, four or five years, Carson Wentz was aggressive, 
but it was efficient aggressiveness. He did not have more than seven interceptions for four straight or what, three straight seasons from mm-hmm. 2017 to 2019. Last year, obviously, it went off the rails, but that's the thing. It was all this aggress- aggressiveness we're talking about, like making plays for others, but it was also efficient and controlled. And like you said about Trey Lance, that was Trey Lance. It wasn't just that he threw zero interceptions. He threw for 42 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like 20 and zero. It was 42 and zero. That's right. what I like is that that Mahomes like aggressiveness, but it's efficient aggression. Yeah, and that's where kind of Carson once fell apart is, is his efficiency. And yeah. look at Zach Wilson passing last year, man. I mean, he didn't play the best competition, but he was efficient against whoever he played. And he did it to his degree inside of his offense. And that's what we also have to have. We, we can't be putting a square peg in a round hole again on offense. We have to address the strengths of the personnel around us and address the strengths of our quarterback. And if you draft Trey Lance versus drafting Justin Fields versus drafting Zach Wilson, you're going to develop a different plan for all three of those guys. But breaking down the quarterback evaluation, you look at their traits and individually, they all have the traits you are looking for in a franchise quarterback, which is exactly ding, 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 what you want to pick inside of the top 10. So if you're looking at it, and they feel that one of these guys is the guy. They've done enough homework on him, even though they are behind the eight ball when it comes to the evaluation process. But if they identify them as the guy, much like they did with Carson in 2016, you do anything in your power to go and get that guy. 100%. you got to go for that player when you have the opportunity. Do you know, I think the last thing I'll say before we take one more break Carson Wentz, too, like, it wasn't just on-the-field stuff. He had the intangibles that you need in a franchise quarterback. I know that, you know, people talked about his leadership, and I was listening to the Chris Long podcast um, with Malcolm Jenkins the other day. It was a fascinating discussion, and they got into Carson Wentz, and, you know, they never said, like, he was this asshole in the locker room that these anonymous Mm -hmm. sources talked about. They said he needed to reach out a little bit more. um, Oh, the anonymous sources that I bashed, that apparently I bashed. (laughs) Never have I done that. Never have I bashed Elshon on this show. And if you want to go oh, find I an have. example, feel free. It was Lou DiBiase. I'll take yeah. the Nelson Aguilar hate. It was yeah. DiBiase <laughs> on Elshon. Let's yeah, get like, that correct. And that's the thing, though, with uh, back to, to Carson, like, he became a better leader as the years went on. Long was talking with Jenkins, and he said, like, early on in Wentz's career, that wasn't needed because of all these veterans. It wasn't also expected of Carson, but you did see after that 2018 offseason, like, he made more of an effort to connect with everyone in the locker room. And the leaders said that. Chris Long, Malcolm Jenkins, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, like, these guys all confirmed that. So, again, when one or two bad eggs that are anonymous kind of say different stuff, I tend to agree more with the core pieces that were on the record and put their name behind their statements. So I thought he was a good leader, and I thought you look at his resiliency in the fight. That's unmatched, and that's what you need in a quarterback, too. That's what I like about Jalen Hurts, honestly, is like against Arizona, when you're down 16 to nothing, he got you out of that hole. So that's something you need in a quarterback as well. Like in 2017, when Carson Wentz tears his ACL and LCL, he still stands in the pocket and delivers a touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey to get you home field advantage. Like fighting through a fractured back. All of 2018, never saying die in 2019. Those are things that I loved about Carson that I definitely want and need in that next quarterback. Intangibles matter. They're not the thing. If that's like the first thing you talk to me about is leadership and those kind of things, then I'm kind of suspicious of his physical gifts. But you definitely need that in this position as well because you're the leader of the franchise and you're going to be the leader of multiple eras of your team's you know, roster. That's the thing we have to kind of 
address and I, I think you made a good point at that and when you talk about the first thing you hear is his competitiveness and his yeah. leadership ability like yeah it's huge but at the same time that leads you to a guy like Jalen Hurts who doesn't have the top-notch traits which we were talking right. about he has he has traits to win with but I, I don't know if he has the win because of Gene in him mm-hmm. and we didn't see it in college he, I mean two different teams over multiple different periods, he couldn't get to that hump and win the national championship. I mean, I have to see it still. I have, I'm, a, I'm a proof by verify type of individual. Sure. So it, at the opposite end of that spectrum, you talk about a guy in Carson Wentz who wasn't a leader, but he had the traits. Let's find a good combination of all of them. And you hear what people say about Justin Fields. You hear what people say about Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a perfect example that has the traits, has the off-field ability. That's everything you want in a quarterback, and that's what everybody strives to do. And you have to find that. You you can't have a guy with great traits but a poor leadership ability, yeah. but at the same time, you can't have a great leader that can't play. Mm-hmm. So you need to find that, and that's the stage that they're out at right now. Is Jalen just a good leader, or can he play up to what we thought he could when we drafted him? And if not... We take one of these guys who has more question marks but has better traits. So that that's a fine line that you're always walking when it comes to quarterback selection in the NFL. Yeah, look, players wanting to play for Jalen Hurts, you know, that's huge. But people are using that too much on Twitter. Like, these mm-hmm. guys, like, he captivated that locker room so you have to give him the chance like that's not enough for me I don't want the players to hate my quarterback but mm-hmm. again he has to have those traits that you're talking about I think Nick Foles was great at that too like he everybody gravitated towards Nick Foles in the locker room it's why I think Carson Wentz struggled a little bit to connect with people in 2017 and in 2018 because Foles was just so beloved in that beloved in that locker room. So it's something again, man, everything in life, there's just, there's gotta be a middle. You've got to have mm-hmm. a little bit of both things. You got to have that, that perfect balance to get your franchise quarterback. Today's edition of Locked on Eagles, guys, is sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto part customers online now for 20 years years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Make sure you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. And make sure you write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. It's the second last show of the week. Make sure to get episode five. You subscribe to LOE on any podcast platform. Really enjoying this quarterback philosophy discussion that me and Gino are getting into. Gino, segment two, we got into Carson Wentz and the qualities that we liked in him as a player on and off the field that we want in that next quarterback, whether that's Jalen Hurts, whether that's Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, you name it. Let's now wrap up the show by saying maybe, like, what are some things you want different in the next quarterback? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Definitely somebody that is able to understand their role within Mm -hmm. the system. I think definitely Carson 
he he had that that knucklehead to him, you know. Yeah, he was stubborn and for sure. He was stubborn. He was definitely a stubborn guy, and that wasn't uh, one of the things that is uh, revisionist history. He's always been that type of mm-hmm. way. You you need somebody that can can be that type of guy but at the same time you need a player that is able to push back on the coach and have that good healthy relationship yeah healthy back and forth yeah yeah for sure um somebody also that is beloved by everybody in the locker room unquestionably i mean you look at what's going on with josh allen in buffalo dude i mean every interview you heard of these guys they're they're, they would give their left arm for trust me man i've never seen a city love a player more than josh allen in buffalo (laughs) right yeah no that's what i'm saying um somebody that isn't just a a game manager somebody that has those wow type of plays you know those plays where you're like oh goodness I, i haven't seen that in quite some time and just somebody that is someone you can win because of and that's what the quarterback position comes down to. Somebody you can win because of somebody that has that ability to take the next step when everything has gone awry, when adversity is on the table, when you are down to your 14th combination on the offensive line in 16 weeks, when you are down to your 5th, 6th, and 7th wide receivers, when your defense can't hold anybody, when your play calling isn't up to snuff, can he be the guy to create outside of structure to win you that game? And yeah, it's the um, it's the balance to, to yeah, it's the the balance to know when to play within the structure and then when to play outside of it. Last year, Wentz was just pressing so mm-hmm. much to make up for those offensive line injuries and the lack of talent at receiver and Jalen Hurts waiting in the wings that he pressed so much that he played hero ball twenty four seven even when you didn't need to. And so yeah, mm-hmm. there's that balance. You've got to find. I think another thing, man, is, look, Carson Wentz was not injury prone. 2017, he got injured trying to make a play in the biggest game of the season. 2018, he got hurt within the pocket, you know, a freak back injury, and he toughened that out throughout the entire year. 2019 in the playoffs, he was cheap shotted by Jadavion Clowney, right? He played all 16 games that year. He played 16 games in 2016, what, 13 in 2017. He was on track to play all 16 and 18 before he got shut down by the organization, right? If they beat Dallas, you know, that year and they're seven and six instead of six and seven, right? If the refs don't screw Philly mm-hmm. over in that game in Dallas, Carson Wentz plays Which we need to have a show on that. How many times we the Eagles will. have been screwed over by the refs <laughs> yeah, in the past five years alone sure. against the Cowboys? Yes, yes. So that game even like, yeah, Wentz didn't play all 16 in 2018, but that was mm-hmm. more so because they thought the season was over, right? They didn't think they were going to win three games and get help to make the postseason. They were right. That was a long-term approach for Carson, like get him healthy, put Nick Foles out there. But if they beat Dallas and they're 7-6, and six, Wentz plays all 16 games, and who knows what happens there. So... And then he played all 16 in 2019. He was healthy all of 2020. So I don't want to make it seem like I think Carson Wentz is an injury-prone player. But one, th- one thing you do want in the next player is after five years, you want a cleaner bill of health than what Carson had. Like, he mm-hmm. dealt with, again, it didn't make him miss a lot of time, but Gino, a torn LCL and a torn ACL, a fractured back, a serious concussion, broken ribs to start his career in 2016 in the preseason. Like, those are a lot of injuries to a 28-year-old. So you want a guy that's not going to be worn down by those limitations. I I don't want to say that Carson was a different player after 2017, but there definitely were more inconsistencies in his physical abilities, especially I think the mobility. There were times where you're like, yeah, he's running like 2016, like North Dakota State went. Mm-hmm. But there were other weeks where you're like, he's definitely a little bit hampered here. He definitely looks a little right. bit different. So he wasn't injury prone, but you want a guy that, you know, through five years doesn't suffer that many serious injuries to his body. 
Yeah, for sure. And you have to put them in a position to 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 not let them do that as well. So like when you're building an offense for Trey Lance, like yeah, he ran the ball a ton in college. You don't want to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he has to understand his playmaking ability and he has to be safe. And he has to be healthy. And Lance didn't go down thing. a lot, by the way, man. He broke a lot of tackles. Oh, he was he broke a lot of tackles, but he liked contact. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's I've another thing. Into his we can't be having our quarterback leading the league in sacks against. That's yeah. arguably another thing. Like you have to be smart. You have to know when to throw it away. And those just JV type of decisions that Carson was making, we can't have that happen in our next quarterback because it did lose us games. As much as he won us games, he, there were games that he lost for us. Yeah, 100%. Again, I think the theme of today's show is just balance, right? 100%. Always. Back to basics and balance. All right, man. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked on Eagles, guys. Be sure to subscribe to LOE on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com. You name it, me and Gino are available five days a week downloaded into your phone and we're always talking birds on twitter after the show as well hit us up at lockdown birds at dibiase loe and at gc 24 underscore football for gino camilleri i'm lou dibiase signing off as always thank you for downloading thank you for listening and let's go birds fly eagles fly